0: Hey gorgeous, get your cup of tea ready, have a seat in a cozy couch and relax, because this is your self-love time and we are here for you. It is I, Anna Geller, I am a host at Diva Radio, self-love mentor and an inspirational author. I love guiding women on their journey to discover their true desires and needs, to appreciate their inner goddesses and to say yes to the abundant life. Every woman has a story. And behind every successful woman, there is another woman who has her back. I believe that we all are made up of our wounds. This is how real beauty appears. Many women still think that they need a special moment or a sign from the above. But sometimes all we need is a story to hear. I'm so happy to introduce my guest today. A gorgeous lady living her passion, Emily Castle. Emily is a leadership coach and soulful branding expert for passionate women on a mission. She helps guide ambitious women toward their greatest aliveness by embracing more freedom, flow, and fulfillment through connection to their feminine power and sisterhood support so that they can truly change the world from the inside out, create a big impact in everything they do, and live in alignment with their soulful, heart-centered missions. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much
1: for having me. So excited to be here.
0: Thank you. Emily, could you please share your story for our listeners, please? Sure.
1: So, I guess my journey, I would say, began... In when I was in high school, um, I went to Australia for an exchange program, and I had met my host family who were incredible, and they had this tradition of sending all the women in their family to all girls' schools in the city, Sydney, uh, Sydney, Australia, the city, um, and so. I kind of, that got me thinking about what would it look like to be in sisterhood with other women? What would it look like to be in an all women's environment where I could really fully be myself and make really deep, strong connections with other women? And that hadn't been my experience in high school or anything. So I knew that I wanted to make college. I was looking at college applications at the time in different places that I like to apply. And i knew that I wanted to make that a different experience. So I hadn't considered this before, but then I started looking into um, all women's colleges and I found Chatham University. So I enrolled there and I started studying psychology, marketing and sustainable food systems, really focusing on um, a holistic lifestyle, sort of looking at all different angles of what it means to live in alignment with our health and the health of the environment and the health of the world at large. And so I was kind of going into school thinking that I wanted to start my own um, like brick and mortar wellness center where everything, like there were a lot of different types of holistic healing services involved and and it was a really like uh, hub where people could come and experience deeper healing and uh, you know, really adding happiness and joy and health to their life. Um, and that quickly evolved as I realized that I didn't want to be confined to a building or a place. I wanted to be able to move wherever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Um, and that coaching was something that could actually um, help me have a totally location independent career where I could work with women all over the world or men all over the world and, um, be able to, you know, have an income and the flexibility to travel and be adventurous whenever I wanted to. So, that was really appealing to me. And at the time that I graduated college a year early, um, I graduated in three years and I got hired right away, right out of college at a local magazine publishing company in Pittsburgh, where I was going to school at the time and started working there and kind of doing some strategy and sales and marketing for their sustainable food publication. And I realized that I I had kind of at this point in time forgotten about coaching a little bit. Like I was just so in the moment of, okay, I got hired and I need a job. <laughs> and um, I need somewhere to be able to live after school. And, and it was my first like foray into the real world. So uh, really awesome team of people there and great experience. But I quickly realized that um, even though the job had flexibility and it was relatively um there were a lot there was a lot of freedom with it and there were a lot of benefits there were a lot of great events that I got to go to great people I got to meet um but the piece I didn't love about it was that I was one one I was selling ads and so there was not a sense of like deep purpose in that for me and the other piece was that there were so like working in a magazine, there's always a deadline, like every day. (laughs) So it creates this really like kind of stressful, like go, 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 uh, mentality and lifestyle. And it's really kind of a stressful environment. So I kind of realized at that point that I was going to get burnt out on this and that it wasn't something I wanted to do forever. And so I started kind of coming back to, well, what do I want to do? And I worked there for about two years before I left to start uh, my coaching business full time. But about nine months before I left my job, I started my coach training program, Mentor Masterclass, which was based in Sisterhood, and then um, left my job in December of 2014 and have been full-time coaching ever since. And so it's been a really beautiful journey and there's lots of ups and downs that we can definitely talk about during this um, interview, but, and during our time together, but yeah, it was amazing to kind of make that leap and pull (laughs) some courage out of myself that I didn't know was there, that I didn't realize I could just kind of leap into something and into the uncertainty of not really knowing what was next or what was going to happen with my business and just really be in a space of trust and surrender that it would all work out, which is a very feminine, uh, quality, feminine essence. And so basically after I left that job and was coaching full time, there were a lot of you know, the journey is always unfolding. And so I was in the Sisterhood Mastermind program with Janine Yoder, and we were learning about goddess archetypes as it related to ourselves and our businesses, which was really fascinating. And that work ended up being some of the most powerful work I've ever done in terms of like personal development and really getting to know myself and peeling away the layers of the masks that I wear in the world on a daily basis and really getting to the core of who I am at my soul essence identity. So I now teach that. And I also have, um, I do a lot of private coaching for women. And then I do um, a program called freedom is sexy, which is eight weeks um, in a combination of private coaching and sisterhood. So it's a really Awesome uh, combination of my favorite things to do. It's kind of my favorite program to run. And um, I really love that work because it creates this really dynamic blend for women that gets them out of uh out of fear and out of their own way and really into their dream quicker and within an eight-week time period. So at least it gets them on the right path to doing that and that they're in action, actively creating it. So it's a really powerful course that I teach, or immersion program, as I like to call it. So that's kind of where I am right now. And yeah, and I just have moved to South Carolina. I just moved to Charleston from Pittsburgh. So it's for any of you who are familiar with the climate difference. <laughs> uh, it's snowing in Pittsburgh right now in April, and it's about 70 degrees and sunny every day here <laughs> in Charleston. So I'm having a great time <laughs> making the transition.
0: Thank you for your answer. And uh, I just would like to dive uh, into your idea how you combined uh, sisterhood practice with leadership. mm mm-hmm. You say that uh, now it's uh, a time of you of new birthing to feminine leadership, but what exactly do you mean by that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are at a really beautiful time as women in history, and especially as women entrepreneurs in history. Um, this has never happened before, <laughs> so we've never had women have the opportunity to have a business that is based on who they are. We've never had the opportunity to really be um, soulful leaders in the world as women. And there have been opportunities, but this is just such an incredible time in history, right? Like 2016, we don't have many things standing in our way anymore. And we have all these opportunities at our fingertips in some ways. And so what I really see as this new paradigm of feminine leadership is that we get to create a new model of what it looks like and what it means for us as individuals and as a collective of women <clears throat> to be both you know feminine and sexy, soulful and fully authentic and successful on our own terms and have this freedom and liberation and empowerment all around those ideas that we can create it to be anything that we want. And so we're at this really ripe time in history, I believe that we're being called to create a new model for ourselves and for women coming after us into this world um, that really is liberated and allows us to be fully expressed in who we truly are and asks us to be really in touch with ourselves in order to be able to express who we are and our mission in the world and deeply connect with mission that we believe in and that feels like a calling for us so that we're always taking inspired action and it never feels like we're being forced to do anything, but rather it's coming from a place of really deep devotion and excitement for our mission. And I really believe and am passionate about the fact that we haven't seen any models of it. It's very rare that we actually see models of women who are um, living, walking their talk, living their mission, really pursuing something big in the world that means something to them and that has world-changing impact, right? And so what I see as this transition is that we've only had models in the past of what it looks like to be successful and what the approach looks like to be successful and what it means to be successful as a man written... By men, Which is great. And that's amazing that we've gotten to this point. There's so much information out there about how to be successful from a masculine lens. But I think what we're missing and, and what the world is missing really is this uh, supplement of feminine energy and feminine essence, which is being able to release control and surrender and receive and balance all of those masculine qualities with a little bit more flow and freedom and creativity than we're used to seeing in the world and a little bit more flexibility. So instead of this really linear approach to getting things done and being productive and, and our value being, Judged by how much we're able to do in the world, now we're seeing this shift that needs to happen, where we actually are more focused on who and how we're being versus what, who and like what we're doing in the world, um, and being in action all the time, and making space for not being in action all the time, not always focused on productivity or the next thing or churning something out. But really focused on relaxing into exploring the depths of ourself, exploring the depths of our identity and our soul, and really being able to let that lead and be able to lead from a place of deep Devotion to a mission, being able to lead from a place of authentic expression where we fully know who we are and we're able to translate that to others and weave that into our businesses and our work and our um, other goals and objectives that we might have in the world in the ways that we'd like to make a contribution. So it's more about approach um, and making the journey really joyful and not just focusing on the result and. And having that be like the pinnacle experience of excitement or joy when you reach the goal. But really that the process feels really good and luscious as well and really meaningful. So that's sort of what I mean when I talk about this new paradigm of feminine leadership is really that we are being called to create a new model of what success leadership Uh, purpose, all these other pieces and just life, right? Like really living our lives fully. We're being called to create a new model of what that looks like in the world as women and for women in the future and right now. And really being able to lean into our feminine essence and the way that we're wired, you know, as women, we, we move in cycles and rhythms. That's the way our bodies are equipped. And so when we're in a system where it's very linear and it's, we're being um, told that in order to be successful, we have to push through and instead of kind of like surrendering to our cycle and being able to notice like where our energy is and what we're most uh, primed for doing during those times, it's really important and vital that we view ourselves and the work that we do in the world from that lens as women in order to create sustainable success. So, yeah, I could go on forever about this. I love talking about it. I'm super passionate about it. And that's why I teach women how to really live, love and lead with this soulful leadership perspective and this feminine leadership perspective, because I really feel like the world is craving that right now. And we really need to, as women step up and become leaders that lead from this place that lead from a place of more authenticity and freedom and joy and excitement and passion and vulnerability and all those other beautiful things where we can really empower ourselves to to be fully ourselves.
0: What's uh, the number one thing that distinguish uh, world leader and us, the majority of women?
1: Yeah, so a lot of times as women, we're focused on trying to control, right? We're focused on trying to um, look at a goal or look at something that we want to do or create in the world. And we think, you know, in a very linear perspective, we think about like, well, what is the straight line to this, right? What is the straight line to getting to this objective and how do we get there quick? And how do we do it you know, let's look at all the different models that everyone else has used and let's apply one and let's get the goal, right? Focus on trying to control a certain outcome. Whereas feminine leaders, women who are really truly leading from a soulful, soulful place and in their feminine essence, ask a bigger question, right? They don't ask, well, how do I get this done? They ask, well, what's possible here? right? So there's not a one question, you know, the set of questions that we ask ourselves determines the outcomes that we get. So if we're asking ourselves really limiting questions, then we get limited results. If we ask ourselves really expansive questions, we get expansive results. And we also allow the space within the process for magic to come in, for synchronicity to come in, for um, alignment to come in, for unequal, for the unexpected, for the like everyday miracles and things that could help us and make it a lot easier to create whatever it is that we're creating or to do whatever we're creating. And I think um, a lot of times, right, women, we look at the models that there are for success and they've all been created and used by men. They've been designed for men. And so for feminine leaders, the difference is, we have to learn to focus more on being and really being in flow instead of trying to push really hard to get something done. We have to learn how to relax and and surrender the results and receive even more than we could possibly have imagined if we were to just focus on the one result in some way. Does that answer your question?
0: Uh, yes. Thank
1: you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: And uh, I know that uh, right now you're working hard to give birth to Sexy Soulful Success podcast. Mm-hmm. How could your listeners uh, may benefit from it?
1: Yeah, so the idea behind the podcast Sexy Soulful Success is really to create new a new model of what it looks like to be successful as a woman in the 21st century. And so, I feature different women's voices on and really get into the deeper questions of like, when is stuff actually really hard and what is the real story? Um, so we talk about, you know, the full perspective, the 360 degree lens of what it looks like for them to be successful, the different things that they define as success, what it means to them to be feminine leaders, what it means to them to be a woman in business in the 21st century. And they provide a much more soulful lens than a lot of the content that I see out there. And um, really, my mission is to uh, to both create new models of what it looks like to be successful as a woman and be able to do that on our own terms and by our own definition. And really, from a soulful place where it's not anyone else's formula, but we make up our own. We create it based on what feels best to us and what makes us feel most alive. And also to empower women to be able to see those examples and understand that, you know, it is possible for them. It's not like they have to just follow the one formula they've been told or that they should follow this approach to growing their business because this is what everyone else is doing, but really giving them permission to choose a soulful path choose what makes them feel most alive and know that there's no right or wrong and see that women are doing things that make them feel successful and feminine and awesome but they're they're making up their own rules they're, they're not doing it by someone else's definition or formula or approach to get there they're actually creating what actually feels good to them so that they can Feel successful along the way, and not just focus on the result, but really create an impact by feeling their most alive and being able to, you know, take care of themselves first, so that they can be of service to others in a bigger way.
0: Mm -hmm. And being a woman on this great mission to inspire other women to embrace their power, how do you manage to stay in your own feminine power? Do you have any specific self love rituals? How do you cherish yourself?
1: Yeah, such a great question. Um, I talk about this so often with clients and with the women in my sisterhood programs and all of this. You know, this is always something that comes up, right? Because if we're not consistently devoted to taking care of ourselves, we actually can't have a big impact. Um, and so... A lot of the rituals that I have are based on what would make me feel most alive, and so when I ask myself that question, what would make me feel most alive today, every single day, and and in, in every moment, really, I'm asking it in some form um, when I'm deciding what to do or what's next or how to nourish my body. That's kind of the the guideposts that I use to begin. And then from there, a lot of times my feminine practices look like dancing to music. (laughs) I love just like free dancing to music. I love going on recently since I've been in Charleston, I've been going on a walk every single morning, just getting outside, really connecting with nature, connecting with the water around me, which is really important to me. I feel most alive when I'm outside in the sunshine near water and, um, listening to either like an audiobook or some music to really kind of like get myself moving and get into the energy that I want to cultivate and literally raise my energetic vibration. Um, another thing that I love to do is have fresh flowers around and, and really have things that I love that bring me joy and, um, really help me notice the beauty around me. So I don't like to have a lot of stuff in my space. I like to have like a really clean, clear space in my personal, like in my home so that I only fill it with the things that I love that spark joy for me, that make me notice the beauty around me and in the world. Um, So that's like, you know, sometimes I'll have my vision board on the wall. I'm looking around me right now, fresh flowers on my desk, candles, essential oils, um, my singing bowl, (laughs) um, and like inspiring quotes and just like really beautiful little touches here and there. So that helps me feel really more feminine. I also, one of my practices that I am so devoted to is, um, having a vision and really instead of like, I'm not a fan of goal setting. I don't really believe that that's the way that things, that we bring things into creation. I don't think it's the most powerful or effective way by kind of setting a goal. I love to create a vision and really be able to feel into the vision and the possibilities of what's, what I'm moving toward so that those synchronicities emerge really quickly. And I am almost like constantly touching base and updating my vision. So the one way I love to do that is to um, write it down and then read it back to myself in a recording. Like I'll record my own voice on my phone, reading it and then listen to it as a ritual every day um, in the morning to start. And I also really love the goddess archetype work that I do. It's a constant piece of what I am doing on my own end for my personal growth and development and my personal expansion and in my business and it just is like this really beautiful practice where we're kind of peeling away all the layers that don't feel like our true essence and we're examining the belief systems that we've had and held on to for so long and getting to choose which things we keep which things we shift each month um And which things, you know, really resonate with us, which things don't, Um, and sort of like constantly keeping a pulse on who we are, how we're showing up in the world, how we're being, what our belief systems are, and that just influences everything, so the actions that we take on a daily basis or consistently or just that month um, to move closer to the vision. Uh, we set an intention each month. So that really acts as a guidepost for me and being able to tap into the different God archetype energies each month is a way that I really love to consistently remind myself of the power that I have within that I am also divine. Although I'm human, I have the capacity to, create so much more than just my human experience I'm also a soul having a human experience that I don't just have to be limited to my humanity that that the fears that come up and the very um, human issues and things that are going on it helps me sort of zoom out the lens and see the bigger picture each month so that really helps me feel connected to my feminine essence and feminine energy as well that practice is just a really beautiful thing and then I get to guide other women but in my embodied goddess sisterhood program so it's a really beautiful gift to be able to do that work and to be able to do it consistently and share it with other women as well and then also um a feminine practice I of course love is being in sisterhood and being able to learn to receive and to witness each other and not try to fix anything but really notice each other as whole and reflect back the strengths and the beauty that we see in each other without trying to you know fix the problem or solve anything or um, come at it from a lens of something that needs or come at it from the perspective that something even needs to be fixed, because when we're whole and we're viewing ourselves with unconditional love, and we we view it all as lessons and information, you know, all the struggles and things that come up in our lives are just lessons and information to be able to use to move forward in a better way that feels more exciting and enlivening to us. And so, when we bring that into a sisterhood context, um, transformation happens very quickly and efficiently and deeply in a way that we couldn't access it on our own or um, just privately, right? So there's another, another layer there that's really incredible and that helps me feel really supported and tapped back into my feminine essence every single time I'm able to be in sisterhood with other women.
0: Oh, Emily, I love what you just shared, all your practices, uh, sound so amazing, and the great thing that most of them cost absolutely nothing. Yes! <laughs> exactly! Great! Because right. uh, so many times people say, oh, it's, I cannot afford it, it's expensive, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. other uh, weird uh, excuses, but no, it costs nothing. <laughs>
1: a great point yeah you can make an incredible playlist for free and listen to it while you walk outside for free and (laughs) create a vision board for free and you know just eliminate the things that you don't love that don't spark joy for you that are in your space that's free and maybe you can make money (laughs) off of the things that you sell so yeah it's amazing how, how much support we can give ourselves in the form of self care and self love by just getting a little creative also you know instead of trying to think about oh well self-care has to look this one way right we can kind of stretch our definition of what self-care looks like or self-love looks like or what kind of practices we need in our lives to create self-care so yeah for sure
0: <laughs> emily what would be your empowering message for those women who are challenged with living lives on their own terms.
1: So oftentimes I see women who are challenged living life on their own terms. There's a lot of shoulds and a lot of inner critic that comes up, a lot of fear around if I do things differently, will I be able to be loved and accepted? Will I be able to be successful? Will I be able to... All these questions come up, right? Will I be able to make money and all these things? Um, So... My empowering message to the women who are in that space right now, kind of struggling with how can, how can I bridge the gap? Like there are so many fears coming up, and so much, so much resistance from my internal, you know, inner critic that it's getting me kind of stuck. So the first thing is. You can do it. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. can do anything. You can be anything. You can create anything. And oftentimes, just the energy of making a decision and a clear decision of, I'm going to do this and I've got this, is the most powerful thing in actually activating the resources toward you that you need. Just creating the space by making a decision that you're going to do it, that you're all in by taking a leap. And I know that that sounds really scary, but it's really honestly when the biggest transformations have happened for me in my life when I've gotten to the place where I'm like, wow, the things that I thought could never happen for me or the things that I thought would take years and years and years and years to happen and that maybe I'd only be living my dream life when I'm like, 38 or something you know it would take me all that time to be able to get there actually when i got clear about my intention and when i got clear about the decision i was making and i made the decision a lot of things just fell into place that i couldn't have planned for that i couldn't have known to reach out for that just kind of came to me and i just kind of i think a decision is a magnetic thing in a way a decision holds a certain energy that is like so sure and certain that you've got this and you're doing it. And so then things start to come into place like new clients or resources or connections or a book that you needed to read or you bump into someone on the street or get in coffee that is actually able to really help you get to where you want to be. And maybe you find sisterhood and other women who are on the same journey, or maybe you listen to a podcast that kind of reminds you of something that you needed to hear. Um, And so there are just so many things that when we just fully make the decision to be all in on something, it becomes so much easier. (laughs) And that includes being able to first silence that inner critic and consult the inner mentor within you and really consult your own dreams in a sense of what of who you want to be in the world so if you think about who you want to be 20 years from now and kind of ask that version of yourself what you need to do now to get to that point then Oftentimes, you'll be surprised at the answers you receive when you ask yourself, when you get really real with yourself about what action is something that you need to do now if you want that future. Um, And oftentimes, just making the decision will help activate the resources toward you to make it all possible. We think that we have to figure it all out alone, and that's one of the most dangerous things dangerous thoughts and belief systems that we can hold on to is that we have to do it alone. Um, Because when we think about it that way, we're, we're thinking that we have to in some way create everything. We have to control everything and it doesn't create any space for opportunities or like I like to say magic, but really I mean synchronicity and alignment and things to kind of come into our awareness that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. Uh, So, I think yeah, it's it's amazing how supported we are by the universe, by other people, by the you know the reason that we're here. I believe is that we all have a calling. All have something that really lights us up more than other things that we get really passionate about talking about. That we that makes us feel more alive when we do it, and that that is really our true purpose is to pursue those things. And what that oh what that us to do in order to pursue those things that make us feel most alive is to trust that when we do that everything else will fall into place and every and the universe is conspiring with us or whatever higher power you believe in is conspiring with you to be able to bring all of that to fruition to be able to have you experience all of that and be able to um, have you give you the resources to actualize the calling and the mission. And so when we believe that we're supported unconditionally, both by the universe, by, from ourselves, from the people around us, um, all of it, right. We can then find the courage and the excitement and kind of let go of the fear, and be able to take action toward creating that reality for ourselves, which is really powerful and insanely beautiful <laughs> when you see it in action.
0: Yes, everything is possible. The universe is designed for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true. Thank you, Emily, for coming today. It's been my absolute pleasure to have such amazing and inspiring conversation with you. I bet we Thank could speak uh, hours and hours long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was so beautiful to have this conversation with you today.
0: Thank you, gorgeous ladies, for being with us today. Emily believes that once we are aligned with our callings and soulful paths, everything is falling into the place. We are generously provided with all the needed resources and support from the universe. We are guided and taken care of. What we really need to do is to learn how to surrender and to give space for magic to happen. Don't follow the crowd saying what you should do, but find your own way to shine. And there is another friendly reminder from my side. All the podcasts are available on the website SoundCloud and iTunes. Feel free to listen and share. This was I, Anna Geller. Stay tuned, stay loved.